When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling. It's Wednesday, June 2nd, 2021. We're brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist that there is. Make him your dentist. Do it today. Make the call 317-849-2933. Punch subscribe, hit like, ring the bell. Let's talk about sports. Yesterday, we talked about Brad Stevens and how the Celtics season was coming to an end and that there would be changes within the front office and coaching staff of the Celtics. Little did we know that not 24 hours later, we were going to find out that Brad Stevens would no longer be the head coach of the Celtics, but he was going to be kicked upstairs into Danny Ainge's old office, and Ainge would be retiring as the president of basketball operations for the Celtics. So Indiana fans felt a little bit okay about that. They said, hey, this guy, yeah, he turned down $10 million a year, seven years to become the head coach at Indiana, but he turned it down knowing he was going to become the president of basketball operations. He knew it was around the corner. He preferred that job, and who can blame him? There's much less travel. There's no recruiting. This is a cool job where you get paid a whole lot of money to run things. And that is Brad Stevens. His his real strength is as the CEO of a program or an organization, which is what he is going to be with Boston Celtics. Good for Brad Stevens. Going to make a lot of money. Not going to be held accountable every single day by the media and fans for what that team is. It's going to be more on an annual basis. The Celtics... They've got enough talent to be able to win. They just need to kind of kick it up a notch and become a slightly different team. They need to have the best player on the floor in order to win playoff series. That's the way it works. They lost to the Nets. Maybe next year they get a little bit better under the direction of Brad Stevens. Who's he going to take his coach? I don't know. I have no idea, and i got to tell you, I don't really care who the coach of the Celtics is, now that it's not Brad Stevens. I only cared that Brad Stevens was the coach of the Celtics because I care about Brad Stevens. He's one of the best people I've ever met, certainly in that business, one of the best people. And speaking of that, one of the best people in college basketball, Mike Krzyzewski, is stepping down as the head coach at Duke Basketball after 40 seasons, 40-plus seasons. He's leaving Durham 
in order to enjoy retirement. He's going to be 75 years old in February, winning as coach in college basketball history. It's going to be a different game without Mike Krzyzewski in it. He has had a profoundly positive impact on college basketball and Duke basketball during his time in Durham. And so he's going to be out. Who's coming in? I think it's going to be somebody within the family. I don't know whether it's going to be John Schreier or uh, Chris Collins or who it's going to be, but it's going to be somebody from that Duke tree, that Mike Krzyzewski tree. And I think we're going to find out sooner rather than later. I think there's going to be an orderly kind of a, a shifting of, of that power. Remember what Purdue did, moving from Gene Cady to Matt Painter. I think it's going to be something similar to that with the Duke Blue Devils. Mike Krzyzewski, this is what people don't get about Mike Krzyzewski. He's a basketball coach. People wanted him to be like the U.S. ambassador to college basketball, wanted him to be very senatorial in his behavior. He's not. He's a basketball coach, and he is likely going to go down in history as the best college basketball coach in the history of the sport. Congratulations to Mike Krzyzewski on a career really well served. Indianapolis Colts, we had a chance today to talk to the coordinators. Today, we're going to talk to Matt Eberflus, the defensive coordinator. And what we asked, what I asked Matt Eberflus first, was how the shift in schedule affected the implementation of this defense looking ahead to the 2021 season. Yeah, so so this year uh, and every year, what we do is we look and see what we did well last year, what we're going to carry on, carry over to the next year, and then what new things we want to, you know, marinate on and, and look at and be able to implement into training camp and see if those things are something that our players are good at, okay, and, and they really fit our scheme. And we've adjusted our scheme since we've been here, and we're going to continue to do that. And I think it's it's on course, Kent. I really do. I think it's it's right on course where we want it to be. Uh, we got a chance to implement some of those new ideas uh, during these walkthrough OTAs, this kind of new thing that we did this offseason. And the guys picked it up really well, and we're looking forward to getting full speed uh, reps at it and see where it goes from there. But in terms of your question, I'd say we're right on right on course where we were, where we need to be. And where is Eberflus with this defense? When I sat down with uh, Chris Ballard yesterday, and we always do it this time of year, and we talk about what's going to go on during training camp. And we just went through you know, every position, D-line, linebackers, safeties, corners, nickels. And what we saw was competition. And we saw it throughout the whole thing. So we've never had this depth before. They've, they've done a great job of building depth here. And the competition is all the way through the depth chart, which is outstanding. And we're just look, looking for it to play out. It's just got to play out the way it should play out. And the guys will produce on the field. Those will be the guys that play. And it's an exciting thing because if you look at, for example, the nose tackle, well, we got Grover Stewart, but we got guys behind those. Who's going to be the backup to Grover Stewart, you know, and, and potentially, you know, push Grover Stewart. Who's going to, who's going to be that guy. So that's an example. You know, you got Stolly, you got Woods, you got, you got Chris Williams, you got all these guys right there that are going to push that spot. You know, who's going to be, you know, we know Kenny's our nickel, but who's going to be that next guy that, that's going to, you know, be behind him. Who's going to be that guy, you know, is, you know, there's two or three guys at every spot like that, the corners position. That's another thing, you know, Hey, uh, competition wise, you know, we, you know, we know we got Kenny, we got Zave, but who's going to be the third guy. There's, there's, there's competition there. And to me, competition breeds, you know, brings out the best in people and bring it breeds excellence. So and the guys know that there's, you know, there's no free lunch here. There's everything's based on what the field, uh, what you do on the field. 
And we are excited about where that is because that's only going to elevate the play of the, the, the entire unit is that competition. So we're certainly excited about looking at that during training camp. Matt Eberflus' defense is really well known for playing through the whistle and gang tackling, getting to the ball, sending everybody to the ball. What is it about that style of defense that players like? Yeah, I would say that when players come into the system and they understand the standards of which we set of how to play, I think they appreciate that because, you know, we, you know, Chris Ballard and the scouting staff, we as a group really look for that on college tape and when we acquire free agents that do they play hard? And those guys appreciate, you know, when guys play hard and do it the right way. So if we are holding everybody to the same standard, then it's a collective group effort that we're all doing that together. And I think the players appreciate that, that the coaches, the head coach, uh, the GM, the ownership all want to see that on tape and we're all held, hold, you know, held to that standard together. And it kind of relieves them just to play, go out and play and play free. And if you ask Darius or Buckner or, or Kari or and all the guys that play super hard for us, uh, that's what they'll tell you. They'll tell you it allows us just to play the game of football. Does first round draft pick Quiddy Pay fit that style? Right. So, so when the, you look at the, you know, we look mountains of tape, you know, we watch these guys, we really watch their whole season. Uh, we, you know, we dig into their background and, and Quiddy is everything we're looking for in terms of a character of men of what he brings to the table. And you can see that on his tape. Uh, he's just been outstanding so far with us uh, working with the D line coaches and, and everybody else. And, and uh, you know, some of the things that he's, you know, that you look for say, okay, well, what makes him so great? You know, what, what's the, the examples of that? Well, I would say that his attention to detail, you can tell when you ask him questions about a particular defense, he can dive into the detail that he's, he can absorb that in a quick manner and be able to give it back out to us on the practice field. And uh, that, that's been really uh, a pleasant surprise, not really a surprise, but really just a, a good thing to notice for him because he can pick up a big, big amount of scheme in, in a short amount of time. And that's going to accelerate his play and accelerate him even faster. So we're excited about that. How can Eberflus tell when a guy's ready? Yeah, there's usually some some moment. You know, it's not necessarily a moment, but there's moments during the course of a early on where you look at this and say, man, this guy is special. Like, for example, I remember with Julian last year, and, you know, he had the knee issue and he was going through all that. And all of a sudden we put him in drills and I'm standing there next to Alan Williams, and we, we have him side-by-side side with the corners, and we're doing the break drills and, you know, the, the movement drills that DBs do. And we were looking at each other like going, oh, my gosh, this guy is as good as a corner. He's moving as quick and as fast as a corner. And we knew right then he had that special quickness because, you know, you could see that on tape where he had the ball skills and he was a ball hawk type of guy. So, and he proved that, and he's going to prove that again. So, um, we just knew it was his quickness right away. And with relative to your question there, Mike, with uh, – with Kari, you know, with Kari, what we noticed right away was his instincts, his ability to process and his ability to, to really move fast to the football. And he's, after watching last year's tape, he's one of our best guys in terms of being able to be in a low zone and be able to break on a ball when it's in the flat or in the, in the curl zone there. So he's, he's special that way. And we noticed that pretty quick about him too. And how much is Eberflus looking forward to the defensive end competition in camp? That's, that's obviously bringing those two guys in. That was kind of a, you know, we're going to, we had brought a couple of guys in, you know, a few years ago, you know, Banigou, Ture, Ture's coming off the injury. Then we bring two more guys in this year. So 
again, that's just competition. And the reason we load up on that position is that we, you know, obviously that's a huge impact position uh, for us, for our football team. And uh, it, it's going to let, we're going to, it's going to let it play out, you know, and we're going to see where it is and, and uh, guys will just produce on the field and we'll let it go from there. And is that third cornerback spot an open competition? Does Eberflus see it that way? I do. I see. I see a lot of spots as open competition. You know, so I, I really do. I see it as you know everybody's got to prove where they need to be. Uh, and again, when you go through a season, seventeen games, you think about that. You know, I mean, you guys have seen it. You guys have covered this team in NFL for a long time. You know that a lot of guys. You got to have, and you guys have heard me say this since day one. You got to have two guys at a position and a guy behind them. So there's going to be guys that play. Every one of those guys that are up in, on the roster, they're going to be playing at some point. I mean, they got to show up and they got to play. So we have to get them ready to play. And that's us job as coaches and players together to be able to do that. Because, you know, with one injury, there's there's guys in there that are going to play and rotate in there. So, yeah, I would say that, yes, it is a competition, but we need everybody to get ready to play. And what does Eberflus expect out of Rocky Sin and Marvell Tell in that competition? Yeah, so so Rocky Sin's done, done a really good job of being here. You know, he got injured last year, uh, you know, in the end part of the season, uh, and, and he stayed around and got himself, you know, healthy, and we like where he is. We like where he is. And, and again, he knows it's open competition, and he knows where he's, what he's got to do and how he's got to do it. And, you know, uh, with Marvell Tell, we didn't get a chance to see him, you know, the whole year, but obviously we were in contact with him and we stayed in touch with him and, and we're pleasantly surprised where he is. You know, he's changed his body. He's been doing different things, you know, to, to work his body in a different way. And he looks really good. And uh, we had him in drills and moving around. So we're excited where he can be as well. So he understands where he's at. Uh, and we're excited about where those guys are. And now we just got to see, hey, they got to have a great offseason coming into training camp and be ready to go when we get there. That's Matt Eberflus. Always really interesting to hear what he has to say. We'll hear from offensive coordinator Marcus Brady tomorrow, what he thinks of Carson Wentz, the implementation of the offense, all that kind of stuff. It'll post by 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Breakfast with Kent early tomorrow morning, 8 o'clock straight up on Facebook Live, immediately thereafter on YouTube or wherever you consume this podcast. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.